Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Ay 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 203, Ranger Command at Power Morphicon 7, recorded on September 27th, 2022. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to Ranger up with your host. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Charles D, Chris P, Steve F, Steve M, AJW, Jacob P, Tyler B, Tyler W, Leland D, Charlie N, Brian M, Craig M, Liz M, Mason M, Kevin R, Steve R, Hassan A, Josh P, Derek G, and Teresa B for supporting us this month. Remember, you can check out all of our links at linktr.ee slash rangercommandph, as well as our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.com slash shop slash rangercommandph. Hello, Zach. Hey, Eric. We, we're, we're back. We're back. It was a crazy September. Uh, apologies that we had no new episode in September, but I had a lot of uh, work and life stuff going on. And, you know, we weren't really able to record, but we're getting right back into it. And it's been a month, but I think it's time to talk about uh, Power Morphicon 7. I was not able to go, but Zach, you went and you also brought a, a friend along. Can you introduce our guest for this episode? I absolutely can. Today on the Power Hour, we have a very special guest, my buddy, Nathan Rowe. Nate, uh, welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks for having me. Nate is someone I met through playing Dungeons and Dragons. We happened to apply to the same game that was advertised on Reddit. And in short order, the players in that game, we all became very close and very tight knit and when he found out that i was going to be in pasadena for this convention he's like dude i work across the street we have to hang out (laughs) (laughs) and so i saw the perfect opportunity to say hey this gives me an idea for both the podcast and an excuse to hang out with my friend at a fun convention all weekend so i passed our extra press badge out to nate and had him join me for Power Morphicon to get his kind of outsider's view of what the convention is like for someone who hasn't necessarily been in the fandom for as long as you know you or I have. But uh, I would love to hear a little bit more from Nate. Nate, uh, go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi, as Zach said, I'm Nate. I live in LA. I watched Power Rangers a bunch as a kid, but it wasn't uh, something I really stuck with. I always just kind of had like a loose affinity for it. Where I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's 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 cool. But yeah, and then uh, it was a lot of fun getting to go to this convention with him. That's awesome. So Nate, what is your past with Power Rangers? Did you watch like, were you like an OG fan, like, like 93, like saw some... <laughs> Yeah, in the beginning, or was it just kind of hit and miss throughout your childhood? No, I I kind of watched it from the time that I was probably about you know five ish. Mm-hmm. I was I was born in ninety two, so it was like probably the early stuff. I think I remember, I think I remember watching like the original series when it was out in yeah. uh, in the United States, like just kind of on on TV. I remember the last season that I actually like watched consistently was the one uh, Lost Galaxy. Nice. 
And then I kind of just fell off after that. I think I just got into other stuff. I remember probably around the time that like Yu-Gi-Oh got really big in America. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So in your adult life, has Power Rangers come back into your consciousness as an adult? Like, did you, (laughs) did you watch any of of the newer series or just kind of had like a a affinity for just the nostalgia of it? Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was mostly just uh, the nostalgia of it. There was one time, however, I think it was probably... It was probably about two years ago. I remember it was when Netflix uploaded a bunch of the series mm-hmm. to, to there. And I saw it on there. And I was like, oh, no way. That's so fun. So I sat and watched through a lot of that. I don't remember how far I got. Um, oh, nice. But I think that was like the last time in my adulthood where I was like, okay, let's play Power Rangers. <laughs> That's fun. And it was, it was purely for the nostalgia because it was like, it was that show that was like, it was kind of alongside Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. It was like, that was the staple show as a kid where it was like, yeah, it's always, it's always on. Of course it's there. <laughs> Power Morphicon 2022. The last Power Morphicon was four years ago uh, before the pandemic in uh, 2018. And this is the seventh iteration. And Nate, as someone who has not been deeply entrenched in the fandom like Zach or or myself, what were just some of your first impressions of of Power Morphicon? I know there's a ton of people, there's a ton of fans and a ton of actors and, you know, a ton of merchandise. So have you been to conventions before? Was this like your first convention or was this just your first Power Rangers convention? I would say this is probably my first, like, focused fandom convention i've been to like Mm. art conventions and stuff like that i've always wanted to go to like anime expo because obviously that's in los angeles too but i've never been but this was the one i think like my first convention where it was like this is dedicated to a specific fandom and everybody who cares about it is gonna be there (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was it was really cool i was really surprised how many people dressed up for it Mm -hmm. because like obviously when you go to a convention like this there's going to be people who do the cosplay thing and that's always a lot of fun to see but i think i was surprised by the sheer volume of people that were like no i'm going full tilt i'm gonna have head to toe costume i don't care if it's 109 degrees this is my jam (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> actually in the past couple weeks there's been a few like cosplay videos that some of these people take at different conventions around and i think the main one that i saw recently was from uh, kevin the director and he did like a two-part power morphicon costume focus music videos and i always really enjoy those because especially because i wasn't able to go to the show and i really love the creativity of fans and what they're able to accomplish with some of these costumes. And man, I saw some in those videos where I was like, wow, I cannot believe like how good all of these look. Yeah. They were all, they were all very impressive. It was fun walking around with the, with Zach too. Cause he would like just this fount of knowledge would point out like, Oh yeah, they're from this season. But like, that's actually kind of an alternate uh, costume design <laughs> that didn't actually get released. And I'm just like sitting there taking it all in. <laughs> It was, it was definitely my ADHD of like, I'm going to overshare all of the passion I have for this yeah. fandom to the person I who doesn't know, know it. The things. Yes. <laughs> um, it was funny too, because, you know, you mentioned, Eric, the creativity of the fandom. There was a guy there who was literally just in a green morph suit with a green screen attached to yes. a backpack. And he, uh, Nate, you asked me oh, yeah. about that guy. And he's like, what's his deal? I, what, why is he a green screen? It turns out he showed up in a fan video. Um, one another content creator, Este. Este, yep. 
he interviewed him and he's like, yeah, it's just for so people can kind of put whatever they want in, in my place. And it, it can be like an explosion or a graphic or a whatever. So he basically was just like, I'm taking myself out of the fandom convention and people <laughs> replace me with whatever they want. It was hysterical. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Well, that's like a portable backdrop for these cosplayers. That's actually a really cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. That was the day after I actually got to go to the convention. I was back at work again, across the street, looking down at the convention gathering area. And I see this dude just walking with a green screen. I'm like, what? What is this? He sent me a text. He's like, you have to get this guy's story yeah. for me. I need to know. I need to know what the deal with green screen man is. This is hilarious. I love it. That's uh, taking green power ranger to a whole new level. Yeah. That's for sure. That was what I thought where it was like, maybe that's like a green ranger that like has, I don't know, like some sort of like wingsuit or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need we need power rangers with wingsuits now that would be rad <laughs> so you mentioned to me during the convention uh that it was interesting observing how the fans were interacting not only with each other uh, but also with the actors as well yeah uh, can you elaborate on that yeah so i mean there was obviously like this kind of general sense of camaraderie and like mm-hmm. From what I've gauged, it seems like it's not a terribly large community. Like, it seems like a lot of people just kind of know each other. So it was interesting seeing a lot of people run into familiar faces at the convention. And obviously, since it's been, you said, what, four years? Right. Uh, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in so long. It's so good to see you. And just kind of that, like, sense of community was really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other side of it where they're getting to meet their hidden, no uncertain terms, heroes. It was really cool because you could see that this was life changing for a lot of these people Mm -hmm. just getting to sit there and like talk to this person that plays this favorite character of theirs and how their performance touched them and how cool it is to see them portray this certain aspect of a character. And it was just really, I don't know, it was, it was heartwarming in a pure nerdy fashion that like sometimes that kind of angle can achieve, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember for the 2018 convention, it's one of my most fondest memories I got to meet RJ Kyler, who played uh, Billy in the 2017 Power Rangers movie, and he played someone that was on the spectrum. And my brother's on the spectrum, and you know, I, I got to meet him and say, look, I really love the representation that you brought to this film, and I really liked your portrayal of Billy, and kind of sharing all that, that personal detail with him and almost crying a little bit because I'm like, you really gave some representation for someone that's on the spectrum as, as a superhero. And, and he really appreciated it and gave me a hug after like signing everything. And it's really cool moments like that, where you can get to interact with some of these people that have played your hero. It's, it's really cool. So I like that you got to experience like kind of like the people watching mm-hmm. outside of the fandom experience. Yeah, it was, it was cool to see that part. It was cool to see, I think, a lot of, like, kind of the adjacent interests to Power Rangers, too. Like, there was some common Rider. Uh, there were some of those guys there. One thing that I actually picked up on that I was, like, I'm still kind of uh, impressed by that I've been reading is Radiant Black yes. by Kyle Higgins. That was really cool, just seeing him there. And, like, I, it caught my eye just because it's got that kind of really striking visual theme that is very adjacent to the mm-hmm. Power Rangers look. And then, like, he's got the whole comic series for it and it's just really cool i've been reading that a little bit yeah the massive verse i mean 
all, all of these guys met either through Power Rangers professionally or like in the case of Kyle Higgins or Maya Parrot, you know, they've known each other since like college, essentially. And all of these guys have been connected to Power Ranger comics at some point, And now they've they formed their own universe with the Massiverse. And yeah, it's definitely Power Rangers adjacent. And Kyle and, and Ryan have worked so much on the Power Ranger books. And by the time our listeners will hear this, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue 100 will already be out. And that's Ryan Parrott's like final regular issue before he comes back for the, the second mm-hmm. Ninja Turtle series. So yeah, I highly recommend Nate, if you get into the Massiverse, Radiant Black is awesome. I really like the newest one that has come out is uh, the Dead Lucky. So uh, really cool universe that they're building. I know you mentioned before that Zach was like basically a living encyclopedia. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> do you feel that maybe there are certain seasons that you either learned from him or saw during the convention, like people cosplaying or, you know, just some of the actors or whatever, are there certain seasons that you'd be interested in, like maybe going back and either checking out if you haven't already watched it on, on Netflix. Cause now everything's moving to, to YouTube. Right. So are there any certain seasons that you're like, Oh, that's, that's kind of neat. I haven't, experience yeah. that before the aesthetics obviously is like a kind of a big appeal to me because i mm-hmm. like the the visual style of it i noticed a lot throughout the convention there were a couple seasons that had a lot of representation um the currently running one which i apologies i cannot remember but it's the like space pirate themed one. Oh, um super mega force <laughs> i think so but yeah because like he was one of the guys that was there like with the oh the that's cast the Japanese series, uh, Go Kaiger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I noticed a lot of people had that kind of pirate get up on and I was like, that's very visually interesting. I like this. <laughs> um, and then, and again, just my ongoing love for fantasy stuff, the magic themed one. Mystic force. Yeah. Mystic force. Yeah. I, I watched, um, <laughs> I had to hunt it down. <laughs> I found like three episodes that were like on YouTube of mystic forest. And I was like, okay, let's watch this. This seems kind of interesting. And it was (laughs) funny that you bring that up. I think starting either this week or next week, they're going to start adding mystic force episodes on the official YouTube channel because they just finished putting up all of SPD and mystic force is next. And they do maybe two or three episodes a week. So I think either starting this Friday or, or next Friday, there will be the official episodes for mystic force going up in order. Got it. Great That's timing. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then one of the interesting things that I kind of latched onto from that series was obviously with a show that transitions from the Japanese market into the American mm-hmm. market, they have to change a lot of things. They have to adapt stuff. And I kind of went down this rabbit hole for like a day and a half where I was like, I want to see the like one-to-one differences of what the Japanese show is versus the American show. And so I just did like the three episodes of each Mm -hmm. and it is so fascinating to see what they change and what they keep and how they move stuff around. That's one of the things that I've always been interested in. Like when I came back to the Power Rangers fandom for Dino Thunder and SPD back in 2004, 2005, I remember there was a lot of fandom sites where they would literally compare a whole episode of Power Rangers versus the Sentai. And they say, you know, which (laughs) footage was used and, you know, what was adapted and which wasn't. Yeah, that was a big thing back in the day. 
That's interesting. Like, yeah, literally sites would be like frame by frame of like, okay, in this fight scene here, they edit out this explosion for some reason, but then in this fight here that they're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I haven't thought about those websites in years, Eric. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't think it went that detailed. That's really interesting. I was just kind of going based off of like, oh, okay. So they're not using magic cell phones. All right. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Mystic Force is definitely one of those more interesting ones, especially since to this day, there hasn't been another Power Rangers season where the costumes have capes. Yeah, I think that's one of the visual things where I was like, oh, that's a cool touch to it. Because normally <laughs> it's this very like sleek kind of profile and they added capes to it. And I was like, oh, that's that's different. That's fun. I like that. Nice. Um, well, aside from what you mentioned, like Gokaiger, the pirate theme, uh, mm-hmm. the magic theme, any other specific like suit designs or, or cosplay that you saw that was really like, wow, that's really cool. There was one, I think Zach mentioned that it was like some sort of alternative interpretation of a specific season. I don't remember. We were sitting out in the lobby, um, but it was very clearly something he had made himself. And it was like these two guys walking through the lobby and their costumes were really, really interesting. I think they were supposed to be villains. I think it might have been a Lord Draken cosplay. If I'm mm. Is that what it was, I okay. think so. Yeah. Draken is a comics character that exists from a universe where what if the green ranger tommy oliver mm-hmm. was never turned good oh and like just evil one exactly evil one he literally <laughs> traveled the power rangers multiverse siphoning other rangers powers from the universal morphin grid yeah it was kyle higgins last stretch of the comic series and it was called a uh, shattered grid so Mighty Morphin 25 through, I want to say 32, and then he did a, a, a special. But yeah, it's collected in like a graphic novel collection. So if you ever want to read probably one of the best arcs in Power Rangers, definitely check out Shattered Grid. Interesting. That sounds cool. Yeah, so I remember visually striking. I think that was one mm-hmm. of the most interesting costumes I saw of whatever that alternative interpretation of that character was. I'm going to be honest, a lot of it kind of blended together because I don't have the knowledge base to draw sure. from where it's like, I know exactly what season that's from. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just the fact that there were so many people in costume too, like yeah. which kind of is cool. Even if it doesn't click as which ones they are to me, I'm still just like, oh, look at that. It's everybody. <laughs> I felt very underdressed. <laughs> well, we did get separated for a bit on Friday while I had to do a panel. Yeah. And in that time, did you strike up any conversations with any of the other fans in attendance or maybe any of the actors? I talked to this one guy from Ohio. I wish I could remember his name. I know he told me. I want to say it was like David or something like that. But yeah, he, he was asking me a lot of these same questions like, oh, why are you here? That kind of thing in, in a nice way, obviously. And yeah, we were just kind of like hanging out and talking. And I talked to the yellow ranger from a season. I don't remember her name. Zach, we were talking to her at one point too. Oh, um, that would probably have been Jacqueline Sislowski from Beast Morphers. Probably. Yeah. I remember her mother and father were there as well. Yeah. Such nice people. We were talking to him about D&D. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yes. That's so yeah. cool. that was, it was yeah. so random because we walk up and I was getting Jacqueline's autograph for mm-hmm. AP, our, our third co-host. And as we were waiting in line, her dad was like, oh, so how are you guys? Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he struck up a really nice conversation with us. That's said, oh, I'm here with the podcast and we're covering it for our show and this and that. And and this is my buddy, Nate. And he, we played D&D together. And he goes, oh, man, D&D. I am played since college. And see, <laughs> D&D is just universal. It was cute. It's great getting to meet her folks and getting to meet her, of course. But yeah, any other uh, interesting folk you got to, to chat up while you were there? 
Like I know you, you talked with David Fielding. Yeah, I talked with David, obviously, because we play as well. And I, I love David. Yeah, I think I kind of just like walked around, took in the sites. Um, I walked over to the kind of merch section where the those guys had like the gaming table set up. And I was walking around looking at that stuff. I definitely sat for a little bit because we were on our feet all day. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of being on your feet, a lot of walking around. Uh-huh. So what was your most like surprising aspects of the convention? Something that you're like, wow, I, I didn't know Power Rangers fans did this or wow, I didn't know conventions could be this cool. Probably the fact that like the panels that they were doing where they were like mm-hmm. revealing the next season. I did not know that was going to be a part of it. I thought it was going to be a more kind of kind of what I would expect from other conventions I've been to, like art conventions where it's like, yeah, hey, we all come together and we sell stuff and we buy stuff and we hang out and it's cool. I didn't think there was like official sanctioned, hey, here's the <laughs> cast and well. this is the new season and here's like this gadget that's got part of this thing. Like that was a level to it where I was like, oh, that's okay. This is like legit. Interesting. Kind of wish you went to the 2018 show because um, I, I guess for, for this year, it wasn't as officially sanctioned as it, as it could have been. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I guess Hasbro was kind of like, yeah, we're not really doing anything official. And, and kind of that new uh, Cosmic Fury announcement was kind of like in the 11th hour. But man, for the 2018 convention, they were celebrating the, the 25th anniversary and I mean, they had like costumes and props from the show and like, like Hasbro went through the archives and like brought out costumes and props and like miniatures and official stuff that was all behind glass cases. And you want to talk about an official presence. They definitely had it in spade at that last one. Yeah. That's cool. That was a a hell of a show. (laughs) (laughs) So even though you haven't really kept up with the franchise, do you think that this convention was still accessible enough to enjoy? Um, Yeah, I think if you're okay with just going in and knowing you're not going to know a lot of stuff and just having that open mind of I'm going to learn a lot, I'm not going to retain a lot, then yeah, it's still a total blast because just the energy is really high for the entire convention. Obviously, like lots of people to meet, lots of things to see and check out. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Zach, now we get the other side of the coin. You are... um experienced power rangers convention goer so what was pretty much your experience at the show obviously i i couldn't go just because of work and not having pto left because of you know some major work events and, and life mm-hmm. events and stuff i was really disappointed that i wasn't able to get to go to the show but you went kind of at the final hour as well <laughs> this was so unplanned yeah. And you got the press pass too. So, I mean, you were our sole representation at the show. So how did it go? What was your experience like? The show was great. First and foremost, uh, definitely thank you to the amazing folks that work their butts off to make the show great. It is always a fantastic show. And of course, again, thank you for uh, allowing me to come as press for the podcast. Much appreciated. The show, like you said, this was a very, very, very last minute decision to where I was like, eh, I'm probably not going to make it. It's too far away. I'm probably not going to make it too far away. And then with, I think, a week and a half until the convention, 
I was like, okay, I'm going now. So um, I need to get my everything in order and showed up Friday morning, waited around in the uh, lobby for my roommate to get there. And then once he arrived, we put our stuff in. And that's, of course, when Nate showed up as well. And the three of us just kind of wandered around. <laughs> yeah, it was great seeing a bunch of people I haven't seen in forever, uh, seeing all our usual friends in the fandom, guys like Chris Long and Toka Chris and gosh, getting to meet Living Ranger Key Josh for the first time in person mm-hmm. was cool. Getting to meet Corey Frozen Stratus in person was cool. Just these people that, you know, we've been forging these online friendships with over the last two years that we haven't really gotten to meet in person was fantastic. And so, yeah, great on the social front, great on the actual convention content front, because all of a sudden I found myself from, you know, I'm not going to this to, oh, I have four panels that I'm a part of. <laughs> uh, I better prep and do some, some homework. But yeah, getting asked to be part of panels and, and asked to moderate panels was a dream come true. It was, it was amazing. And again, I, I cannot thank Joe from Illuminati and, and Toku Chris for those opportunities and it was nerve wracking, but I feel like it didn't go too bad. So, you know, fingers crossed, they asked me to do something again in the future, but I did enjoy getting to talk with fans. It was so nice meeting the full cast of SPD Mm -hmm. because the one that was missing from my tally was Monica May and she was actually there. I was like, Oh cool. That's the last one I need to check off. I've met the cast of SPD now. Sweet. Okay. And yeah, walking around, getting to to kind of shake hands with the actors and the voice actors and say, you know, how much I appreciate their work and and everything they do. It was really awesome meeting Campbell Cooley the first time. Oh, nice. Is such a fantastic guy. He had me in stitches. It was so funny. You know, we, I don't know if I can say this, so you might have to edit this out. We'll see. But after they announced Cosmic Fury at 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday, which that blindsided everybody there. Oh yeah. First thing I did Sunday morning when the show was opening up was go to his table and be like, so um, they said the whole cast and crew is returning. Does that include uh, a certain uh, wonderful voice actor? And he looked at me just dead in the face and just says, listen, I'm not saying anything <laughs> other than, and he put on the voice he does for Slither, the villain he voices this season. And he goes, yeah. gold star for you. And I'm just like, that's awesome. I'm so glad. I love when the people whose work I enjoy get to keep working and keep doing those great things. So, so yeah, finding out Campbell's going to be in Cosmic Fury. I'm like, yeah. That's so awesome. So, you know, you did mention that you got to do the panels. First off, you were part of the podcast panel, which had like Ranger Cast, Ranger Danger, No Pink Spandex, obviously Ranger Command Power Hour. So can you tell us a little bit about that? And we will link all of these panels in our show notes because Power Morphicon did have like an official videographer that recorded most of the panels. And uh, fortunately, all of the panels that you were part of, Zach, are recorded and out there. So we'll definitely be sharing the full panels. Yeah. How was the podcast panel? Podcast panel was great. Toku Chris did a great job moderating. And we had a lot of fun up there at the table laughing, telling our stories about how we each do our shows and, and how wonderful it is that because of the random itch that we got to do a show like this has led to some amazing opportunities. And I think during the panel, I relayed the story of like, yeah, I've got Zordon on speed dial. Dave Fielding is my D and D homie. Like we can, you know, and it's something that again, like, like Nate said earlier, if you told 10 year old me like, Hey, uh, you know, one day you're going to be uh hobnobbing with Zordon and the power Rangers. It's like, no, no way. <laughs> 
It's so great. But yeah, um, the panel was fantastic. Again, all the panelists were really cool to hang out with. It was nice meeting Michael from uh, Ranger Danger. Yeah. He's hysterical. He's funny. He's a great guy for sure. So I'm definitely glad you got to meet him because I've hung out with him a few times in person. Just such a wonderful host as well. Just for Nate's information, he also is basically the editor and designer for all of the Massiverse comics because him and Kyle connected through their podcast because they would always interview Kyle after he did an issue of the comic. And so they got to know each other throughout the years and now lo and behold like he's like editing and and designing all the the massiverse books so pretty cool cool stuff that's very cool and then zach you got to also host the uh, ninja storm and and spd cast panels Uh, how did that go that went really well um i was a little nervous but those casts are amazing they kind of take the ball and run with it you know all i got to do is prompt them a little and they they'll talk for a good long while Like I said, I had kind of met a ton of the SPD cast before, so they were familiar with me. So that was a little more comfortable with that panel. With Ninja Storm, I didn't actually really know any of the cast. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd actually ever met any of them. So the day before the panel, I made it a point to go around to each of their tables and kind of introduce myself and say, hi, I'm Zach. I co-host, you know, Ranger Command Power Hour. I'll be moderating your guys' panel tomorrow. Just wanted to introduce myself. And they were all really sweet. And they're like, so so you do this a lot. You moderate panels a lot. And I say, uh, no, you guys will be the first panel I've ever moderated. And <laughs> like, they were so, listen, this is why they're superheroes. They are so supportive. They're so mm-hmm. wonderful. They were all like, you got this, man. We'll help you through it. And I'm just like, you guys are great. So yeah, it was, it was amazing to meet them and get that chance. And yeah, they're all lovely, lovely people. That's amazing. And then finally, uh, you got to be part of the, Team Common Rider fan panel because officially Team Common Rider couldn't be there because they were at, uh, I believe it was a convention in, in Canada. Yeah, they were at uh, Fan Expo Canada, I believe. Yeah. And so they were able to ship the Common Rider Geats Desire Driver. And that was like the US premiere, like first time seeing. And it wasn't even released officially in Japan yet. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that experience and helping to reveal this new Common Rider belt? That whole situation felt a little bit like having the nuclear launch codes. It was like... <laughs> the package has arrived. The package has arrived. The eagle has landed. So poor Chris is running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Just like, I got to go and I got to meet so-and-so. They're at the lobby. They have, they have the football. We got to, you know, and I'm like... <laughs> This is amazing. They have the football. <laughs> and it, and he's like, he's like, and I got to get it to Long because Long's filming a review. And then we got to get it. We got to play with it and learn how to use it. So we, we, you know, we don't look like idiots when we demo it tomorrow and blah, 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 blah. And so I'm like, yes, this is all exciting. Go for it. And during the panel, it was so awesome to get to be some of the first people in the United mm-hmm. States to have this toy to play with this toy the instant i saw it and started fumbling with it, i was like oh man this is I, I need this now i need to come up with 60 70 bucks and get this because i want this toy very badly you could say i desire it and <laughs> bad joke apologies that's what i do <laughs> it is one of those things where in the moment it's like wow this is an important thing that i'm a part of right now because you're representing team common rider who very, very graciously made this work and and Mm -hmm. got us one of these things overnight shipping basically from Japan 
And I don't even want to think how much that cost, but like <laughs> to be able to sit there and say, Hey, you know, you guys are going to be the first people to get this experience. It's like, that is a once in a lifetime thing. Thank you so much again to team common rider for that. It was a blast. It was fun to, it was great on that panel because not only, of course, you know, I'm, I'm up there with old friends with Chris and Chris, but then also to meet Marcus from uh, Toe Collectibles, who was the sponsor for the panel. Nice. He was a great guy. We talked, we talked a little bit and he's, he's, he's super cool. And then also getting to meet Marcos, Marcos Satsu, whose videos I have enjoyed, you know, as a fan, I'm like, oh man, he does really great work on his history of common Rider videos. So to get to meet him for the first time, I have a funny story about that too, by the way. Sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent. No, go for uh, it. <laughs> so he arrives at the convention. I want to say Saturday morning he was there and I happened to walk into him on the show floor and he goes, oh, hey, you came up and talked to me here. And he pulls out from his backpack and I have the case sitting right here. He hands me the Blu-ray of Garo Kiba, the Dark Knight. Nice. And I'm just like, he goes, he goes, yeah, you're the first person to talk to me today. So uh, here, watch Garo. And I'm like, I mean, I, I will anyway, because I love Tokusatsu and Gar- <laughs> Garo suits are fantastic. Uh, and yeah, thanks. Thanks, Marco. So, so he he gave me a free Blu-ray of Garo. Nice. I'm like, uh, okay, cool. Thanks. I'll put it in my pocket and <laughs> awkwardly fumble they, around. I think all the Blu-rays are actually super cheap. They've been out for a few years. So I think if you go uh, to like Sentai Filmworks, you can pick up those Blu-rays, like literally, I think five, ten bucks a oh, set. Okay. I feel less bad about him handing that off to me. Then. Right. <laughs> like, dude, this is a Blu-ray. What are you doing? This is an imported Blu-ray. But yeah, no, it was great. And so getting to meet him and be on a panel with him was also super cool. And yeah, just Man, I, I loved the experience, and hopefully, either in the future, we can do a, like a Ranger Command panel. Maybe that'd be something to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're a girl. Definitely, if you know, there's there's another Power Morphicon, or if we're all at Ranger Stop again, or, or whatever. Like, I'd love to do an official panel. I think that'd be amazing. So you mentioned all the awesome physical stuff that was at, at the show. Did either of you like buy anything at the convention? Uh, I bought David Fielding's book, which I'm working my way through. It's oh nice. Good. Uh, I didn't buy anything, but I did get a couple of freebies and I did win a prize for Nate. Yes, he did. I still have that on my shelf. It is right next to me. <laughs> so we went to the Toku Topics panel and caught the tail end of it. And Josh and Chris were giving away lightning figure collection action mm. figures for trivia questions. And the final question I happened to know the answer to. And I looked at Nate and I said, Nate, shout this out. And he's like, what? No, why, why would I do that? I'm like, just do it. He's like, no. And I'm like, all right, I got this. And I raised my hand. I answered the question. And it was uh, the lightning collection. The uh, I believe it's the blue Psycho Ranger. Ooh. Yeah. And I was like, I already have this one, but I just wanted to give it to you, Nate, because <laughs> you need <laughs> you need a souvenir for your first Power Morphicon. So here you go, buddy. This is a very good souvenir. Yeah. He, I remember that was one of the suit designs. You're like, oh, those look really cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, those are the evil ones. Nice. Yeah. Nate, any final thoughts on just Power Morphicon? Would you go to another Power Rangers convention? Probably. I feel like <laughs> having the help there, uh, the clarifying encyclopedia was very useful for me because <laughs> otherwise I would have felt very lost. Because like I didn't go in with the idea of like, all right, I'm here to learn. But yeah, I think I would probably go. It was it was a good time. Everybody there was like very friendly and it was just mm-hmm. very it was very interesting. Zach was explaining that Power Morphicon is kind of like a it's like a buy and sell convention, I think. 
where it's like half the convention floor is dedicated to like merchandise and right. I'm there for that. <laughs> Obviously didn't buy anything. So I think I would probably want to go to one that's more like, I don't know, whatever the opposite of that is where it's like maybe more panels mm-hmm. or more other stuff like that. I think that would probably be really interesting to see. The other major Power Rangers convention is Ranger Stop, and they hold two conventions, and they're yearly, whereas Power Morphicon is every other year. And Ranger Stop has one in Atlanta and then the Orlando, Florida convention. So I know, Zach, you might be going to Ranger Stop later this year. Yep, I already got a roommate, and uh, I just (laughs) need to send off for a press pass uh, for that one as well, so we can cover it for the show. And I nice. do believe that AP is also going to try and make it down for that one again. So Very cool. So, Nate, that would be an example of a bit more laid back. I mean, yeah, they have the vendor's room as well, but... Mm-hmm. It's more focused on the actors and there's panels like I know Power Morphicon had a pretty good slate of of panels this year. But with Ranger Stop, it's a smaller convention. It feels even more tight knit than Power Morphicon, if that makes sense. It just it it feels like one of those small and I'm not trying to disparage Ranger Stop because obviously they're they're super popular and they've been around a long time. But it's got that small convention feeling. Yeah, it feels more intimate. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. There's some other like smaller Power Ranger ones here and there. I blank in on a couple of the names, but I know there's one in Texas and then another one on the East Coast. So you'll see ones like smaller ones pop up here and there, but definitely Power Morphicon and Ranger Stop are the big one. Very cool. So we're going to switch over to our Ranger Nation Answers segment where we asked if you went to Power Morphicon this year, what was your favorite moment, favorite announcement or panel? or favorite person that you've met. So first off on Twitter, we have Denny Phantom at Dorky Denny, who said, I had such an awesome time meeting Twitter mutuals for the first time, but a highlight for me would be having a moment with Chip Lynn. We somehow got onto the topic about auditioning for Power Rangers. He asked me if I had auditioned, and I said I did for Beast Morphers. I told him it was my first TV audition, and since then I have acquired a bachelor's degree in theater. He was so in awe of the story, he had me record a message for Iris Hampton, who's the like usually the casting director for Power Rangers since Mighty Morphin. He said it would make her day. I thought that was sweet. I literally watched that conversation happen. It was so cute. <laughs> that's awesome. I was walking by and I stopped and I was like, oh, that's really cute. I love this. <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. really cool. I ran into Chip as well, and he was asking uh, another attendee where one of the panel rooms was. I don't think the fan knew that it was Chip because he was treating him like <laughs> another like attendee. He's like, oh, I'm not really sure. And I stopped, and I was like, hey, man, how's it going? He goes, hey, you know who I am? I said, I sure do. How you doing, sir? I, I was like, what are you looking for? <laughs> oh, the room panel? Yeah, sure. You just go here, and then you're around the corner, and it'll be right there. Okay, cool. Thank you. I said, no problem, man. Take care. Like, <laughs> That's cute. It was so funny. Midwest Tokusatsu at Noah Bowden 7 said Sunday's Super Sentai panel was definitely a highlight. Apparently Marvelous can be a troll with a crying laughing emoji. Great job, by the way, at Living Ranger Key for hosting. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Josh at Living Ranger Key. He did like a four video blog on his YouTube channel. And I know he's been wanting to go to Power Morphicon for years And this was his first one. And 
for his first convention, I mean, he was like fandom celebrity number one at the show. I think he had probably the best first convention experience of anyone on the planet. So definitely want to shout out to Josh at Living Ranger Key for his vlog series, because I thought that was a good experience for him. And it was just so great seeing him have fun and really enjoy his fandom. And uh, we'll definitely link to that YouTube vlog series, as well as Estes and, and a few other blogs that I've come across. Another funny vlog, or not funny, but interesting, was Liana Ramirez, who played Roxy in Beast Morpher. She did like a three-part every day of the convention oh, wow. vlog. So you, you get to see it from the actor's side of it, too. And she's super sweet. And that's kind of like the one thing I, I really missed about not being able to go to Power Morphicon was meeting like the Beast Morphers cast and yeah. the Dino Fury cast because they're they all seem like really sweet, wonderful people. They really were. I mean, I did get to meet the Dino Fury cast uh, and each I one of them you. was just fan. I know. <laughs> uh, I hate me too. But no, like getting to just say to each of them like how much their season has been amazing and it's really been a game changer mm-hmm. for the franchise. And you know, I got to meet uh, Chance Perez, who plays Javier or Javi, and that's, that's the so character cool, I've really identified with this past season. And I've just to be able to, to see him and be like, hey, man, listen, I just want to say that, like, thank you. Your character work is so fantastic. I really relate to it. And thank you guys for what you do. We're hoping to see more. And when you get to make that connection with the actors that you really admire, it's mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Moving on. Juki, uh, watching GoGo5 at Juki Collect, said uh, the villains panel hosted by Neil Kaplan, who is the voice of Diabolical himself, uh, was my favorite panel. Lots of fun and evil. Tyler Waldman at Arisef says, besides the 1130 news drop meeting John Tui, what a nice guy. And the Dino Fury Rangers getting their due. Mostly it was great to see old friends after so, so long. We didn't even really talk too much about the 1130 at night news drop. <laughs> well, we did a whole episode, which was That's our right. live reaction. So definitely go back and, and listen to our uh, Twitter spaces roundtable that we converted into a podcast, which was um, amazing. <laughs> like the Hasbro, and for those who haven't listened to it, basically Saturday night of the convention at like 1130 PM Pacific time, which was 1 30 my time i was just about to go to bed and all of a sudden i get this notification that hasbro pulse account tweeted and they literally dropped the ball and announced cosmic fury earlier than expected and it had this whole video from the executive producer simon bennett and they're like yeah the dino fury cast is coming back for season three and we're calling it cosmic fury and like obviously they meant to drop it at 11 30 a.m. the next day but did it 11 30 p.m. <laughs> and the fandom lost their mind out of the whole weekend for me not being able to go to the convention that was like my favorite moment of it because i felt like i was living the excitement with everyone else it was such an adrenaline fueled moment to where like people who had been out partying and drinking stopped partying and drinking just so that they could get on Twitter and be like, Oh my God, the news you have to hit. It, was it takes a lot to stop a, a power Rangers fan from 
partying. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, definitely listen to that episode if you haven't. That's episode 202, uh, Ranger Roundtable, Power Rangers Cosmic Fury Twitter space. And we had a bunch of people that were at the show and live and still up. And, and we even had Michael from Ranger Danger, and he was at the hotel. He's like, I'm in my pajamas, and it's 1130. <laughs> He's like, what's going on? <laughs> it was just a wonderful time. Really awesome. Josh, the man himself uh, at Living Ranger Key said everything. Just everything was amazing. Oh, we love that for you, Josh. Charlie <laughs> at Super Chuck 1980 said the late night Cosmic Fury news, the wedding proposal, and for me personally, meeting or seeing so many of my heroes in the flesh. Speaking of the wedding proposal, that blew up on Twitter. And yeah. it was right in front of the Dino Fury uh, cast panel. And there's this, the infamous picture that's going around where all the cast is super excited for this proposal happening right in front of them. And Hunter Dino, Amelia from Dino Fury, like she just had the most genuinely happy reaction and there's a couple videos out there floating around where you know she's talking to the the happy couple and she's so excited for them so that i mean that's that's just an amazing experience yeah she was really sweet haru at subject underscore zeta said it was so nice to meet campbell cooley in person finally and just chat in general i also had a lot of fun getting the dino charge cast to take a pick with my dark ranger figure Long's Toys at Long 83 said the Common Rider panel, Josh getting to host the Riota panel, seeing friends I hadn't seen in so long, Illuminerdy party, so many good times. Chris Sabetta at Sabetta Chris said, PMC in general was an amazing experience, but the highlight for me was the Dino Fury panel. I love getting to meet the whole cast, but especially Tessa and Hunter. Meeting Ryota and seeing the Super Sentai panel was also a highlight. And finally, at Tyler Bozetsky said, I liked how much better it was organization-wise. Literally nothing from what I can tell went wrong. They should just keep it in Pasadena from here on out. The panels were unique in how they were formatted as it was mostly content creators as moderators and they asked awesome questions and the panels flowed better because of that. I will say that not having Hasbro there physically probably stung them a bit though. Felt a bit empty in that regard. Still a very fun time, and I ran into Glenn McMillan in the elevator the night before the con, so that was interesting. And I won a set of pins from Gregoronowitz. Not too shabby. Wow, it sounds like a lot of people had a great time, and basically I lived that whole convention like vicariously through people's videos and watching people on Twitter and just the hashtags and yeah. All that experience. So really bummed I couldn't make it out, but I was not bummed because I saw so many of my friends having such a great time and that really energized me. And I was so happy for everyone that got to have these amazing experiences uh, at the show. It sounded like a very fun weekend and it was the weekend of the Power Rangers 29th anniversary on August 28th. So just a really fun time. And I'm really glad that everyone had a blast. Nate, I just want to thank you so much for joining the show today. 
I want to give you a chance to like maybe plug any social handles. Where can people find you and maybe some of the projects that you're involved in? Yeah. Thanks for having me. My Instagram is Nate HZ N A T E H Z. I mostly post just like drawings and stuff like that. It's pretty small. I don't really have like a social media presence, honestly, <laughs> but I think the D and D show that uh, Zach and uh, David and I do definitely worth checking out. It is Siorion Chronicles over on Twitch. Mm-hmm. It is a total blast and definitely worth checking out. Yeah, absolutely. Zach, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Zach Lavoy. Uh, I'm on TikTok at Hollywood Zach. And yeah, like Nate said, if you're interested in watching me and Nate and Dave Fielding play D&D, you guys can check us out on Twitch. Most Mondays, check out Ciorion Chronicles on Twitch. And then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at trekkieb 47 as well as Twitch at twitch.tv slash trekkieb 47 I'm going to try to get back into the swing of things with uh, lunchtime gaming. You know, it's been a hot minute since I've been on Twitch, but I had a kid. So <laughs> <laughs> any free time goes out the window, but that's fair. He's a blast. We have a lot coming up on Ranger Command. I know at some point we'll be talking to comic writers Matt Groom as well as Ryan Parrott for finishing their runs on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Literally our last episode before this one, we interviewed Melissa Flores uh, of The Dead Lucky, and she used to work for Saban Brands and Hasbro, and now she's a full-time creator and comic book writer, and she will be writing the Boom Studios Power Ranger comics, uh, starting with issue 101 for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Anything else, you can check us out at rangercommand.com. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph and on Instagram and Facebook at rangercommandph. Power Hour, all one word. Once again, Nate, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. You're absolutely invited back if you want to do a deep dive into anything Power Rangers or (laughs) from a fresh fan's perspective. We'd love to hear your thoughts on stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So until next time, thank you to all of our listeners for listening, and we'll catch you on the next Ranger Command Power Hour. Bye, everyone. Bye. See ya. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour. Only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks for listening.